Building a city on a private island isn't cheap. It's going to be powered by cryptocurrency and built on blockchain. Shouldn't be cheap. So we thought, okay, so how do we try to involve as many people as possible? What we wanted to do from the very beginning is we wanted to involve as many people as possible. Instead of doing one NFT per full block of land, we fractionalized that into 10 pieces, which means that now you can get together with 10 of your mates or even 10 individuals that you don't know uh, and come together and create like a little cooperative and decide what you want to do with that one block of land. It doesn't mean that you get a little piece of square meterage. It basically means that you have a 10% ownership with somebody else of this block and you guys have a chat. What do you want to do? And of course, all the systems are going to be provided for you. And you guys come together, discuss it, put together into a contract and boom, that's how it goes forward. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the CG Show. With me here today, Dennis from the Satoshi Island, who is assisting build a real-life private island dedicated to a crypto community in Vanuatu. So pretty much you can purchase land on the island by purchasing it as an NFT, which then acts as a deed, and then you can kind of like join in this hub and join people that it's that it's creating a whole new revolution. So, Dennis, welcome. When I when I first stumbled across this project, I was like, "This is cool. This is different. This is providing so much more than just a JPEG of a monkey with a rocket up its ass that doesn't do anything." <laughs> so, Mate, and that's I'm looking at you. It's You're in paradise at the moment. Man. Yeah, <laughs> it was. Uh, I I really appreciate you taking your time out, and um, I, I really wish I was where you are at the moment. So you're currently living on the island. That's correct. Yep, yep. Um, I live on the island, so I moved here uh, June uh, in June, sort of when it started slowly opening and recovering from the whole COVID situation. I got myself a permanent residency, so I can stay here as long as I please. Uh, and uh, complete this uh, mammoth of a project. That's crazy. So, like, how did we even get here? What's your story? Well, just like everybody else, you know, uh, I think around sort of 2016, uh, when I started dabbling and looking into this whole, what the hell is this Bitcoin thing, uh, you know, doing, and cryptocurrency and all that stuff, whilst working uh, uh, in, in a city in Sydney, I had a couple of cafes that I was uh, looking after they were my own uh and you know and obviously with the covid and all the other changes that were happening to our country australia it was you know like all the other things were, were coming up uh, in front of me and i was just curious like, just like everybody else i guess what, what is this all about uh, and of course once you start jumping into this uh rabbit hole uh, you can't uh, get you know, out and i'm sure you would have been in the same <laughs> position you can't get out you know like the more information you start learning you know and, and then and then all of a sudden you forget about the whole cryptocurrency and shit coins and you start focusing on blockchain technology and the amount of you know cool stuff that you can do with it and the amount of you know systems that can be improved with it you know so i really put myself you know deep deep into it and started hanging around uh i guess all the all the chats as you do when you're learning stuff you know you start following your favorite influencers, you know, listening to everything that comes out of their mouths, uh, following all the news, all the bad and good stuff, right? And, you know, and of course, uh, as always, the best way to learn uh, is to surround yourself with the OGs who've been there from the very beginning, who've done it all, who've seen, 
you know, a bunch of uh, market crashes, a bunch of, you know, markets going down and going back up. Uh, and, you know, sort of, and that's what happened. You know, once I got affiliated with these groups, uh, I uh, eventually got added to a, a like a, almost like a private, at that stage, you know, I think now you call them alpha groups, right? At that stage, so there was none of that. You know, so got in, invited into this uh, private signal group of uh, just a bunch of OGs who, you know, like, were super keen to uh, educate the noobs uh, like myself into what it's all about, what the blockchain is all about, you know, how it can be used, um, you know, proper stuff, not, not a trading group, you know, but a proper guys who really wanted to see the mass adoption of cryptocurrency and the blockchain technology. And, you know, one thing I've noticed is a lot of them, you know, were like, man, we don't have a place of our own, right? We're all online. We can only meet up in these little online groups, Telegram, Signal, uh, now Discord, Discord. etc. But we don't really have a place of our own. We can, you know, yes, there were conferences. Yes, there was blockchain conferences, Bitcoin conferences, etc. But you go there, you hang out with your, you know, with, with the people of the same caliber or on the same level who are not going to criticize or, you know, for what you believe or what you, you know, trying to, to follow the, the industry, right? But then you disperse again all over the world. So a lot Literally. of the times they're like, man, it'd be so cool to just have a place of our own. And, and you know, I'm like, yeah, that sounds good. Like it does sound like you guys are a little bit of, you know, there's all this stigma involved within crypto and, you know, uh, you have to sell your bags to pay for groceries and pay for rent and everything else. And everyone hates fiat in that group, you know, so they're like hating it, hating it, you know. And then we started sort of brainstorming, almost like a vague uh, you know, dream of oh, how could it be, how cool would it be if we had our own little jurisdiction and you know everything's paid in crypto and we build restaurants and cafes and blah 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 and you know what and then a couple of them you know a couple of the the OGs obviously with uh, with a bit of uh, dough behind them went you know what why don't we just start seriously discussing this and see where it takes us and see if it's viable you know, to do something like that, right? So, you know, from from one thing to another, here we are looking at jurisdictions where we can build our own bloody city, right? And, you know, and in the beginning, wow. there was like, there was, you know, everyone was sort of like, you know, like I think at that stage, Ben, who's no longer with us, but, you know, Ben was one of the original uh, members uh, of this particular project uh, who along with me sort of like went, put a hand up and said, I, I, I love the entire idea. Let me be involved. Let me discuss this thing with you, right? And, you know, and the way we are set up, there is no hierarchy as such. Uh, you know, everyone sort of just gets assigned a role of things that you have to do to make this uh, mission accomplished, right? You know, and I just happen to be a bit of a spokesperson for the, you know, for the, for the company and, uh, and, you know, eventually got myself the operational role. But really, all it is, all I am is, you know, one of the pioneers one of the contributors to this project who uh, happened to be in the right place at the right time uh, and now lives on a, uh, you know, on a, in a paradise. Well, mate, you literally like it's left Sydney. You just dropped everything. Fuck the cafes. We're out. <laughs> and you're like, and you exactly right. And just jump on the plane. That's like, exactly what happened. Mate, it's, it's, a, it's a big thing. You know, like I was, I was, Sitting there, like we were going, we, we were getting our companies, like our businesses, just in general, the whole economy was getting trashed by this COVID situation. 
you know, they were locking us out left, right and center for absolutely no reason. Uh, and you know what? That was a big factor in my decision making. You know, like we were, I mean, at one stage, we weren't allowed to go and, and sit in a park. You Sorry. get arrested or fined. You know, that is, you know, like to me, that was mind boggling, you know, and Wild. obviously the whole crypto movement, the whole blockchain, the whole decentralization movement was a lot to do with control, with that centralized control that we were, uh, you know, we were in jail for, right? You know, so I went, fuck it. You know, like if I'm not happy with what's happening currently, what can I do? Let's just, let's just throw, you know, let's just give this a go. Uh, and yeah, that's exactly what I did. I threw everything. Uh, and moved to Vanuatu, and you know we've been working on this for a, a good four years now, uh, but been public since December. Wow. Okay. So, have, uh, so when did so you permanently started moving there over the last uh, year or so? Permanently moved over the last year or so. Started working on a project yeah. around 2017. Obviously, there wow. was a uh, you know a lot to get done. Uh, you know, a lot to you know find out obviously first of all we wanted to make sure that uh, the government is aware exactly what we're trying to do even though we are decentralized even though we are a private company we don't need anyone's permission right but we still wanted to make sure that we have that nice tight bond uh, with the government with the local government you know to make sure that they're aware that not only are we doing something that no one else has done and we're going to invite a lot of innovation and a lot of eyes on the country but also you know the amount of work that uh, Satoshi Island is going to require is going to be extremely helpful for the local community as far as labor is concerned. That's so. Tell us a bit, little bit about Satoshi Island. Like, what's uh, how is it all? How's it all set up? Well, what's the so, plans? I you know, it's, a, <laughs> it's, a, it's an eight hundred. It's an eight hundred acre private island in Vanuatu, yeah. East Centre. Centre is the bigger, the bigger island. You've got Port Vila, and then you've got Espirito Santo. Uh, and we're in Cento, so you uh, would fly from Sydney or Brisbane uh, right now. Only a couple of uh, couple of flight uh, plans available right now, only because they're still coming out of this uh, COVID hangover, right? Yeah. Uh, Port Vila is your main international airport, and then you got another hour from Port Vila to Cento International Airport, uh, and from there we pick you up in our own transportation, uh, take you to this uh, cool little beach, which is the closest to the island, and you jump on the boat. And another 15 or so minutes and uh, you're on the island. We have this traditional style architecture that's already been designed and built. Uh, so that means we have electricity. We obviously have internet, uh, sewage, water, clean water, you know, all the infrastructure that you might need. Uh, you know, we're almost at the moment like a resort. Uh, all this current architecture is, is gorgeous. It's got this really nice Balinese style to it. Uh, exposed, you know, exposed planks of timber, you know, nice straw roofs strong straw roofs, so they can't just be uh, blown away by the wind, uh, you know, and we have, uh, we actually have also, also have a little bit of accommodation. Obviously, you know, planning ahead and knowing that, uh, you know, team members such as myself might have to move in uh, and, any other and any other parties that want to sort of contribute to the project. And it's essentially how it works. Everything is completely voluntary. Uh, we don't really get paid for this. Uh, we are a bunch of serial entrepreneurs that um, decided that it's a great idea. Of course, you know, uh, we do get ourselves a little bit of land, so there's a, there is a little bit of incentive. Uh, otherwise, you know, what would be the point? But ultimately, it's uh, you know, it's this crazy, crazy uh, Web three people that's uh, looking to create something really, really amazing. <laughs> that's wild. So even in the aspect of 
you, you mentioned with the government. So how does it, how does it work when you said they're on board? Like, is it, so it's privately owned, but how how is the government kind of in like get being involved in this project, or is it just something where you just wanted to kind of build that relationship of this is what we're doing and and yeah, just endorse us or like what's that relationship? Exactly right. So there is no involvement whatsoever. It's just simply us uh, doing doing the right thing you know we don't want to uh we don't want to we're not doing this to avoid anything like you know in saying that uh, of course vanuatu is a tax-free haven you know it's a great tax-free reduced restriction especially for uh, people in our industry uh, but it's everything everything's legal you come here you incorporate a company you know and, and uh you know you, you spend enough time in vanuatu i mean vanuatu is not the only tax-free uh jurisdiction there's plenty of others you know uh, so we wanted to make sure that we wanted to show them and explain to them that we're not trying to avoid anything here. Uh, we're not, we simply want to create a new system alongside current systems. And we believe that the new system is going to work much better. Uh, you know, and the key thing is of course, uh, you know, immutability and, and, and that comes with, you know, obviously blockchain, you know, safe, immutable and transparent, right? So that gives you the customer a sense of confidence when they're getting involved with companies that have, have trust, reliability and mutability, right? And, and transparency. So we just wanted to come to them and say, hey, we want to create this system, uh, this city, uh, a crypto city, of course, because it's going to run on a digital currency. It's going to run on blockchain technology where everything's going to be very transparent of exactly what's happening because everything's going to be recorded on a blockchain. Uh, you know, and we want to do it in your jurisdiction. And how is it going to help you? Well, we are hoping to invite innovators and, you know, and, and the free, you know, people to have uh, an element of freedom to design and innovate and evolve, right? Uh, and, you know, all we just want your blessing, you know, please. Uh, what do you guys think? And of course, together with this, you know, we're going we're gonna to hire, you know, a shitload of local workers uh, that's going to help the local economy that's going to be help the local labor force you know they, they they've been absolutely destroyed by covid uh, as many other small uh, south pacific nations they do rely on tourism a lot on tourism a lot and obviously that was destroyed by covid you know so we are here uh, without any seasons going to be able to provide full-time jobs for many 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 local villages you know and continue to continue to employ them. And they looked, you know, they, 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 they saw the plans, they uh, heard us out, uh, and they thought, great, no problems, what do you need from us? And we just asked, you know, we just want a, an endorsement to show everybody that we are serious, we're not just here uh, as a quick sort of uh, scheme project, if it doesn't work way out, we're really in it for a long haul. And we got a uh, endorsement from the Minister of Finance and for the Prime Minister himself, so cool. Oh, that's wild. So pretty much the setup was just a, 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 a consortium that set up a company. They purchased the island off somebody that obviously previously owned it. And that's it. Now you put the plans in and everything's kind of rocking and rolling, which is really cool. Uh, what's planned to be built on the island? Like obviously there's a lot of homes and things like that, but what, what amenities are planned um, and how are, we, how are we viewing that? So a lot of thought went in, into it uh, uh, for a number of reasons. Uh, so it is essentially becoming or became a developer's project, right? So, and, and we know that's regular traditional development 
could take many, many years to be completed, especially of the grand stature of what we're trying to achieve here with, you know, over 21, no, exactly 21,000 blocks of land. That's a lot of building. Okay, some blocks of land are going to be combined, but we don't know what the future is going to look like. Yeah. So we came up with modular architecture. The reason for that is, firstly, the speed of development is going to be literally a fraction of what the normal development takes. Yeah, it's essentially those really cool uh, modern-looking modular homes are built in the factory, completed, get shipped here as a whole thing, brought onto the island, located in place, into place, connected to electricity, connected to water, done. You're ready to move in. So it's going to be really quick. It also has minimum impact on the island. It's a gorgeous paradise over here, and we didn't want to just come in and destroy anything. Yeah, we just wanted to keep the integrity of the flora and fauna as much as we could, you know, which means that minimum impact on the island. Boom. Uh, modular architecture solves that problem as well. You know, you only need to remove landscaping and bushery to allow the module to be installed into a block of land. Everything else can stay as is. You don't have to touch it. How beautiful. You don't have to destroy, you know, remove any trees, destroy any, any, any nature. It's great. You know, yes, some things have to be removed naturally but minimum minimum impact uh and the last one is we had to make sure that we built to the conditions of vanuatu and you know we know that vanuatu goes through some tropical storms and uh you know an earthquake here and there so those modular uh, pods were designed to withstand any category five storm so you essentially we just hide in in your module wait it out five six hours however long it's going to be and those storms are quite rare like you've got you know uh, Harold, which was the last one to devastate Santa, and before that it was Yasi. So they're good five, four, five, six, seven years apart, right? And yeah, yeah. with all the, you know, with all the current monitoring, weather monitoring systems, you really get a, a fair warning, you know, that something's coming. So, you know, our community and generally the entire community in Santa uh, have, you know, are safe. They have lots of options. They can jump on a flight and, and you know, get out of here and wait it out and come back later, whatever it may be. It's, you know, but obviously we had to make sure that we are aware of those situations and we design according to that. Uh, and this module architecture, again, just ticks another box. Uh, it, also, it also comes with this really cool design where you know, the end user has the freedom to put it together as they please. So it's not just like one sort of module where you get and that's it. Like you really can be super creative and have multiple levels. You can have put it under different angles, have your, you know, bedroom upstairs, living room, you know, living area downstairs. It's, it's almost like a Lego. You just put it together, combine it as you please, uh, and, you know, and, and boom, there's your home. So um, How big, yeah, how big the, roughly are these homes? All those designs. So yeah. the, the block of land is 360 square meters, uh, and the, the home is roughly... Uh, uh, roughly about seven, 76 square meters or the size of a 40-foot okay. container. Yeah, okay. If you sort of imagine a container, that's what you get. We did some oh, research on our, on our own and we, we found out that the size of our Satoshi Island module is slightly bigger than an average studio apartment in Europe. So, for comparison. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's pretty good. That's what I'm just thinking. 76 square meters, the average like Melbourne apartment is probably like 65 to 70 anyway. So yeah, you're getting something bigger and it's a decent pass for a land. And you live in paradise. Like you, you know, you're <laughs> going to be sleeping there. You just need a bed. That's it. You know, yeah, you got yourself a beautiful grass, a couple of hammocks, 
you know, outdoor barbecue, you're done. You just need a bed, you know. Literally. <laughs> That's wild. And uh, what's it like? So what's it like trying to get like the plumbing systems or all the storage, electricity, all that kind of sorted out? You know what? It's, it's, it's so simple that it's astonishing that we have no idea that these systems exist. And obviously, myself being from Sydney and everything's so complicated. And, you know, <laughs> when I came here, off-grid living is so simple. We have water tanks. Uh, Vanuatu is a tropical climate. It rains, you know, a fair bit. There's a wet season and dry season. Uh, so our tanks are always full. Um, we have solar power, completely complete off-grid solar power system, which powers everything that's uh, here right now and will continue to do so with every other modules that move in, which is going to build different solar power grids uh, based on the expansion as required. Um, and it's as simple as that. It's easy. You know, you've got really? solar, okay. you've got sun, you've, you've got sun all year round, so the batteries are never ever empty. You've got rain pretty much most of the year round. So the and, and this is not just any rain. This is pure, unpolluted rainwater. Like this wow. stuff, and, and I've I've had I've had visitors come through the island, and honestly, they're like, "Oh my god, this water tastes different." And okay. it does. It's pure rainwater. Yes, we do have a couple of filtration systems just to get to the tap, but guess what? We bathe in a pure, unpolluted rainwater. We drink pure, unpolluted. I mean, look at me. I, I look like I'm 25. I'm pushing 40. So there you Mate, go. I need to There's get down there. Oh, my skin's bloody wet. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, that's wild. How about how about plumbing systems and stuff like that? Not too, not too hard either to set up. Simple stuff, simple stuff. You got your tanks, uh, and then you've got just okay. normal, normal plumbing that's moved from all the, the tank. Sewage, all that uh, jazz. You know, via pump. Sewage is actually really, really cool. So uh, we are using these traditional methods of digging really deep trenches and filling them, up, filling them up with coral. And what happens is the you know all the sewage stuff gets filtered by this coral over time, right? And obviously eaten by natural bacteria, disintegrates, overflows. And because it's so deep in trenches, essentially what happens is it becomes of the island, part of the island ecology. It's a really cool system. And it's a local system that the locals have been using for hundreds of years, right? And oh. I've spoken to some uh, really cool cats about all this sewage because I have no idea. You know, we have probably like this crazy uh, expensive sewage systems in, in Sydney, Australia, you know. But it's such a simple thing and it's, and it's been used for many, many years and it hasn't failed us. Uh, obviously the island's been here uh, for a well longer before we've moved in and now we've moved in and we have no issues with that. Uh, and what we're going to do is we're going to use that same system and going to replicate it uh, in every single section of the island as it gets built. And there you go. You know, why are we sitting here and inventing all these new crazy schemes when all we have to do is, is look back into the past past and see how things wonderfully worked back then yeah i don't know it's just companies coming up with how they're going to make an uh, i don't know a, a few bucks here and there <laughs> whenever we've already got Spot some on. systems that are perfect okay well i didn't know that you learn something new every day um and what's what's even what's even like plans so are there restaurants are there going to be gyms uh is there going to be like any sport facilities like what's the what's the plan how's the city gonna look 
infrastructure completely wise, viable city completely viable city so we're gonna have uh and you know i might be a little biased so forgive me but we're gonna have the best cafes we're gonna have the <laughs> best restaurants uh anything that you can expect in a regular city we'll have available here you know for the ladies we're gonna have yoga and uh you know you know beauty studios you can well, be able to get your nails is, done been you doing yoga the last uh, we're gonna have nice weeks. gyms over here you know <laughs> Uh, and and the and you, yeah right and the beauty about this everything's going to be on crypto everything's going to be powered by our own token uh, STC and it's going to be powering the economy now we're not going to be you know we have a set amount of those tokens twenty one million pay, paying a bit of homage to the Bitcoin yes uh, and everything's going to be very transparent you know the why the way the economy is going to be run is going to be on a blockchain it's going to be transparent uh, and further to that citizens are going to be in charge of all these decisions yeah we are at the moment uh, uh putting together just uh, infrastructure of of main things that need to be done the nitty-gritty things that we need to do right but then down the track we're just going to hand it over to the citizenship nft holders and they're gonna together decide what is best for the project you know if we open a couple of restaurants they say we need one more Boom. If they vote it through and it goes through, we're going to build another restaurant. You know, it's going to be completely up to the citizens. They're going to see this project through to the end. So, so when you, so for example, all these restaurants and these yoga studios, are they going to be privately run or like if, am I going to be able to like say, okay, I run a coffee shop. Um, you know, I've got, I've, I've got a, you know, I own a, a piece of land there. Dennis, am I able to open up a coffee shop, for example? Yeah, so it's going to be on like a like a tender situation where you where you put your idea forward and, and obviously put your experience oh, forward because we want to make sure okay. everything here is the best. Yeah. Uh, and again, uh, if you are chosen by the by the uh, members of the DAO members, then boom, yeah, it's going to be privately run. It's going to belong to you, but you're going to have to go through a process, application process to make sure that we know that you're you know what you're doing. Wow. And it's going to be the same for all the shops, all retail. Old hospitality, food and beverage. Uh, for example, uh, Party Degenerates and Seed Phrase uh, are our entertainment providers uh, on the island. We already have a nice little uh, partnership going. So, as far as you know, beach clubs are concerned, they're going to be opening those up. Wow. Okay, that's wild. And uh, how many how many people are you expecting uh, to be living in this city? So it's difficult to, uh, to say right now, obviously, because there's no infrastructure. But I guess that will depend on the accommodation available. So we know that we have 2,100 blocks of land. We don't know if people bought multiple blocks. We, we do know people bought multiple blocks. They might be combining them together. Uh, they might build only one house on four blocks. They might build, you know, a little apartment on three blocks. So uh, there's no way of knowing. But, uh, you know, as far as the permanent population is concerned, it's going to reflect the accommodation available because obviously we don't want anyone to come and not you know stay in the tent it won't be allowed uh, no fire festival you know, here the island is no fire festival here baby <laughs> uh and you know so you know so as far as that is concerned you know i mean the island's big enough to easily accommodate two three thousand during big events we probably can push up to four thousand people during the conferences and events that we're going to hold here in the future permanent population maybe it's 1500 2000 uh, but that's obviously a complete guess. We'll see how it goes. That's crazy. So how if you're only going to be able to enter this island if you own um, like a, a an NFT or like a land or something like that? 
So citizenship NFT is your primary NFT that you have to possess uh, to enter Satoshi Island. Uh, Satoshi Island. Uh, if you have land, it's not enough. So you also have to have this. The, that's the main one. The main one is it almost acts as a private access or a key, if you like. Yeah. Oh. So anyone who's visiting has to have one. You know, uh, and you know, right now they're readily available on um, marketplace uh, on OpenSea. Uh, they're they're pretty they're pretty standard price right now, so they haven't blown out uh, of proportion just yet. But uh, that's a must. Citizenship NFT is a must if you want to come visit. And we are we have already opened the island up for visitors. Obviously, you have to send through a little application and see if uh, you get selected. Uh, but we also down the line, not in the too distant future, are going to start doing staking where uh, as a reward, you're going to get um, night stay NFTs and you'll be able to use those uh, and come to the uh, and come and visit the island. Uh, so that was going to be my very, next very question. Shortly. So is there going to be like opportunities? So for example, like right now, I, I've, I've purchased a few of those citizen NFTs, which is cool. And I'm going to get, I'm going to get my hands on some land as well. Um, but Let's just say, for example, like let's say it's five years down the track and somebody has just discovered Satoshi Island and they want to visit it first, maybe before before even buying in. Um, is there is there opportunities for that for complete randoms, which I'm sure you've kind of answered, but in a sense, if they weren't staking or is it maybe are they going to be able to maybe lease out someone's pass or or something like that? Well, we have twenty-one thousand of those citizenship NFTs available, so I think they'll always okay. be available. You know, they'll always oh, be available okay. for purchase. Yeah. So I'm sure that anybody in the future is going to go. Well, before I, you know, put any any more, like before I do anything, I want to visit the place, and that will be definitely uh, available as long as you have the accommodation, you know, or have some sort of day pass and the citizenship NFT, you'll be able to access the island uh, with no problems. Okay, and then how does that how 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 is that going to work? So let's just say I've 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 got one, or I don't have one. When I, when I turn up to the island, how do I how how am I going to be verified? Well, if you don't have one, you get booted out immediately. But but that's okay because there's plenty of nice resorts around. You can just yeah. get some binoculars <laughs> and watch us from the shore. Yeah. But uh, there's going to be a check-in system. So when you are obviously when you're booking to come, there'll be a check-in system. Them and it's going to verify that you're holding the citizenship NFT in your wallet, uh, and uh, you'll also have to scan scan it in once you visit physically as well. Uh, just on a, you know before we take you obviously to the shore um, and take you to the actual island. So uh, very simple, straightforward scanning system to verify that you are who you say you are, and uh, no issues. Come to the island. Amazing. And uh, so how? So if I was coming. So if I was coming from Melbourne, I'd have to catch a flight from Sydney to Brisbane. Then, um, then I would, yeah. then I would land um, in a in a in a in one of the major cities. And then how? And then how do I how do I get to the island? So at the moment, it's uh, Sydney or Brisbane to Port Vila. Yeah. Port Vila is your, yeah. your capital, is your small island. Um, and then from Port Vila, a short flight to Centre. And from Centre, we're gonna. We are providing uh, transportation all the way from the airport to the island. Oh, amazing, amazing! And who's the who's the team behind the project? So who's like the architect um, and and all that jazz? 
So the module architecture comes from James Law. James Law is a uh, is a they call, he calls himself Cybertech, and he uh, he's from Hong Kong, and he came up with these really cool modules. He's done some crazy work in India and Moscow and Dubai, and he's very out there. If you jump on his uh, website, Cybertech.com, uh, uh, I think it's Cybertech.com, you'll see his designs are just way way out there, and uh, that's why he was sort of like perfect person for us to find and team up with you know with his crazy ideas and and of course you know just like uh the rest of the team members he's a crazy crazy entrepreneur and uh he was very much uh you know at that time also learning about what crypto was exactly what it was all, all about and um and it was uh yeah it was a partnership made in heaven that's crazy and and uh, why do you see like why is for somebody that's probably listening to this why is this a great opportunity or maybe they've got a business why is it a great opportunity for crypto projects or individuals to to come and join the island obviously number one you're literally being part of an island that's been created but what like what other opportunities do you see well d- definitely the fact that it's you know the environment that we're going to create here is going to be extremely positive yeah and that's why we always discuss this with with openness and we always say that you know our idea came from having an element of freedom where you can come and first of all discuss our industry without being being ridiculed you know there's going to be everyone who's going to be here is going to be of the same mindset so for you to be surrounded uh surrounded by that energy you know the amount of uh, mind freedom that you're going to get, as well as the environment and the clean air uh, and, and, you know, fresh rainwater, uh, we think people are just going just gonna to have so much clarity uh, to perform at, at their peak as a human being um, more than anywhere else in the world. You know, there'll be no distractions. You can come here full-time or you can come here as a part-time and have a headquarters here. Uh, and maybe send your staff here every now and then, almost like a working retreat, for them to enjoy uh, 100% crypto economy, 100% blockchain economy, and see what it's all about. Uh, and, you know, uh, discuss things with anybody in any surroundings, whether you go to a bar and have a beer, and I'm sure the person next to you can easily discuss, you know, monkey NFTs with you or shit coins or whatever, or, you know, which blockchain <laughs> is the best. Uh, and yeah, and I think that's that's the idea to create that awesome environment, you know, where you can really even like be the, the best version of yourself. For 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 businesses, how does it work? You know, because I'm pretty sure Vanuatu is like some it's tax free or or something like that. How 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 does that kind of work? And um, how do you guys kind of assist with um, uh, with all with I don't know organizing. Or, paperwork or stuff like that so of course it all depends on uh, exactly where you're coming from so it's very important to first and foremost discuss it with your own accounting uh, and whoever it is that's doing uh, business mentoring for you but uh daniel uh, daniel is uh, on our team and he's been in vanuatu for over 15 years uh doing exactly that for not only local expats but you know setting up international companies as well so we definitely expedite that experience for you if you are part of the community if you are citizenship nft holder and uh, we allow you access to daniel and you can sit down one-on-one with him over the phone whatever it may be and discuss opportunities that will be available for you 
uh, depending on where you are from. And does that does that include as well if somebody wanted to try and get like permanent, um, like they wanted to live on the island permanently? Because I'm sure it would fall out in it's you're in Vanuatu, but it's there's some sort of jurisdiction that you'd have to follow. Yeah, it includes both the permanent residency and citizenship uh, availabilities as well. So you know he'll he'll walk you through all those. Uh, you can you know easily do a uh, citizenship by investment program through Vanuatu and acquire a passport, or you can do something a little bit uh, of a less level and get a PR, you know, which lasts about 10 years and uh, get involved uh, like that. Staying on the island permanently, it's not a big issue at all. Uh, I think there's, just from the top of my head, 250-odd countries that uh, are allowed to come to Vanuatu visa-free. Uh, I think the sort of minimum stay is three months, but then to extend that stay, and again, and we help with that through our own sources. Uh, it's just another fee for you to extend the stay and stay a bit longer. Uh, you know, so there's all the options are available, and we have the right team members to help you with all those options. Okay, and how is Vanuatu like a crypto friendly like uh, jurisdiction or, or anything like that? Is there um, are they? I don't know. Have they come out and said much towards it, or how does it all work? So nothing solid in place just yet. Uh, but the charter is that they are definitely looking at this industry as being one of the innovators and being uh, on the friendly side of uh, cryptocurrencies to uh, to basically open their doors and, and attract, you know, high tech companies and high tech individuals to bring some of that investment into the country. So uh, let's just wait and see how the le- legislations uh, will turn out. Uh, but okay. from obviously being a little bit of an insider and speaking to you know, uh, Minister of Finance and some of other uh, individuals in power. We're very confident that those legislations are going to be helpful to the industry and obviously our project as well. Okay, and I um I come from a I come from a real estate background. So the thing that really that got my interest, which I think kind of peaked it at the start, was how the NFT is the deed. So how does that work? Because generally, it's I'm assuming it's a private company that you're buying some land on. So you don't really get, you know, uh, it's not a, like a deed for, for, it's not they're verified by Vanuatu, for example. So how does that all work? Like what's, and is there any thoughts on potentially maybe uh, it being verified by Vanuatu down the track or yeah. So we created a new form of ownership. Uh, it's, you know, the company, it's the island is private. And then we license those blocks of land in that particular geographical location, license it to the NFT holder. Yeah. And it works just like any other land deed, land rights. You know, you've got absolutely exclusive rights to it. All our legal framework is embedded in that NFT. Uh, and it is on, you know, it's uh, on IPFS. So you can easily grab your lawyer or grab your whoever it is, gives you some uh, legal advice and uh, go through all the legal framework and legal paperwork. And you'll see that um, we have absolutely no say. You know, if we don't do as we say, that you can easily sue us and you will win because it clearly states it in that documentation that you are the exclusive owner of that block of land. So I guess what we did, we created a new form of ownership, a digital form of ownership on the blockchain. Uh, In the future, Um, I mean, we don't... We don't think anybody would want to register it in Vanuatu land registry properly because then it sort of defeats the purpose of us creating a parallel system to that yeah. existing system, which is 
you know, kind of broken, kind of doesn't work. Um, so we, it is available for you to, to pursue. We just don't think it's going to be a very popular option because if you do pursue it, all the costs that are involved with that, and there's a lot of yeah. bureaucracy, there's a lot of middle parties, are going to be on you, you know. So I think it's no. better to just keep it digital. At the end of the day, it does exactly the same thing. No, bloody earth. And even it's it's just so cool. Like even what you guys are doing, like it's exactly where I feel like everything's going to go. Um, give it give it 10 to 20 years time. I feel like all deeds are going to kind of be on the blockchain. So um, yeah, it's 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 really cool to watch what you guys are doing. And I'm, I'm, I'm keeping a close eye on it. Even like what's this? I feel like anyone that's kind of scared when they're thinking, okay, well, I've got my NFT um, there and it's it's a kind of a deed that someone can take. What is this advanced NFT security feature um, that that you guys have been doing? Look, I, I think our industry definitely gets crippled by scams and hacks. And, you know, one of the most important things is obviously to keep, to you know, to pick a close eye on, on, on your assets, you know. Uh, and unfortunately, a lot of the newbies that are coming to the industry uh, sort of don't pay as much attention to security as they should be. Uh, and obviously, it's something that we couldn't rely on. We couldn't really rely on individual uh, security techniques, individual security techniques to make sure that their homes and, and their land is safe because we're dealing with real tangible stuff over here, right? It's not like you're just going to lose a JPEG of a, uh, of a turtle. You know, you're going to potentially <laughs> could lose your entire home and your entire land, right? So, you know, so advanced NFT security, what it allows you to do is it allows you almost like a 2FA. It allows you to set up a, uh, you know, a trustee or a couple of them. And what happens is without the, those trustees okay, and, the, and those trustees could just be your, maybe another super secure wallet, maybe a couple of your friends that you trust with your life, right? And what happens is any transactions that you're making uh, which is to do with our Satoshi Island NFTs, any of them, obviously land the most important one, has to be approved by the trustees. So if your wallet does get hacked for whatever reason, say uh, say you're an idiot and you didn't listen and you clicked on one of those <laughs> silly links that popped up, right? And, uh, you know, and there's some malware smart contract got attached to your wallet. Guess what? You will lose your shit coins. You will lose your, you know, your... Uh, whatever other JPEGs that you have in there, but the Shalom will not be able to be moved because it will be protected by the trustee, right? Wow. We went That's further. Crazy. Yes. Okay. So this is, this, is in, this is in case a hack happens, yeah? But what happens if you just simply lose access or lose those key phrases or God forbid something serious happens to you, yeah? And, uh, you know, and you're no longer around with us. Well, uh, beneficiary is when you set a certain time, uh, Lock, lock, lock that setting in. And if you don't interact with your NFT over a certain period of time, it could be six months, 12 months, whatever that is that you choose, it will automatically be transferred into your beneficiary's wallet. Wow. Right? So if you do lose your keys, uh, not to worry, after six months or whatever that setting that you picked, you will get your NFT back in a different wallet. Let's say you are really, really silly and you actually lost your beneficiary's wallet as well, right? Not, not to worry. So then what will happen is, again, in the, in the beneficiary, beneficiary wallet, if you don't interact with the NFT, it goes back to the company. And then once we have it, then we can decide and you can, you know, you can come and stake your claim and say, hey, it was mine. You know, this is what happened. And obviously, we have a nice open conversation and you get it back. 
or if nobody comes forward, then it becomes part of the DAO. Wow, that's wild. That's actually that's actually really smart. That's really well thought of. And um, yeah, it's can you see can you see this kind of advanced NFC security being I don't know uh, instilled more into other projects? I've never heard I've never heard about anyone doing anything like this. Look, it's open source. We're not hiding anything. It's blockchain. It's open source. So if anyone wants to use uh, this uh, uh, con these smart contracts that we have developed and uh, use it for their own projects, absolutely, they're more than uh, more than free to do so. Yeah, wow, that's really cool. Um, and what's the um, so the the token? So are we? If I come with my Australian dollars, am I going to be able to buy a coffee? No chance. No, no chance to leave the Australian no. dollars behind. Okay. So, <laughs> Ireland runs on STC, so that's the Toshi Island uh, coin. And all the purchases on the island, beer, ice cream, coffee, manicure, pedicure, whatever you can think of, a movie ticket, everything will be in our own currency. Okay, so that no Bitcoin. And that's IRL. That's, no, yeah, that, that's IRL. So it's going to be our own native currency. Uh, and in the digital form as well. So we are developing our own marketplace. We are developing our own metaverse. And the metaverse is going to mirror the island. It's going to be exactly a replica of the, of the island, including all the buildings. It's going to be exactly replicated as it, as it happens in IRL. Uh, and what happens is, again, so digital form, uh, you know, on a metaverse, whether it be skins or, you know, whatever other NFT drops that we might uh, release in the future, whether they be gaming, uh, you know, or whether it be the market, our marketplace is obviously going to be around our own coin uh, on our own token as well. Uh, and down the, down the track, we've discussed this is we are also looking forward to creating our own blockchain. So essentially, our token is going to become a coin uh, and, you know, and people will be able to create their own dApps on our own blockchain, you know, to do with mortgages or, you know, or loans or whatever, or POS systems, whatever it may be. So, you know, Satoshi Island is going to have its own uh, you know, it, its own uh, blockchain, possibly in the future. Obviously, its own token and uh, its own ecosystem, where you'll be able to wow, create things. Crazy. And again, so, the idea is that to, to to have it almost like a blueprint of things that how things can run in a regular system that might be slightly broken at the moment. That's brilliant. So then, in regards to like, uh, so the marketplace at the moment, you'd be able to. So when does that launch? Uh, not sure yet. Uh, hopefully early next year, maybe mid next year, but it is very close to being completed, possibly even by the end of this year. So I'm not 100% sure, but the marketplace, any future NFT releases are going to be, uh, be able to be purchased only on the marketplace with STC. So you can buy, so the citizenships that you discussed and the deeds. Now, um, I was having a look, how does it work? All the, so there's all, there's different prices for different parts of the island, which Obviously, like traditional, the center is obviously more expensive, and but then there's some really cool cliff ones. I was actually liking the cliff ones um, more more than more yeah. than the center because I feel like you get a, an amazing view. But maybe you can give me some Alpha Dennis. What, which <laughs> which one do you reckon? Where you're on the island? Where? where? <laughs> well, my views my views are completely subjective, uh, but I'm with yeah. you, Christian. I'm with you. I love the cliffs. I love the East Cliff. It overlooks the ocean. That's where the sun uh, sun rises, and the sunrise is absolutely beautiful. I've taken uh, a boat many, many times and just sat there and watched the sun come up. Uh, you know, and you get that you know perfect view. 
but you know, the more I sort of try to decide what my favorite thing is, I chop a change every single day. One day I like the East Cliff, the other day I like the West Cliff, and, and you know, another another day I'm like, oh man, I'm you know, I love the South South Coast, so I can be on the water. So, you know, unfortunately, I can't help you there. Uh, yeah. As far as pricing is concerned, we're not we don't set the prices for them. We think that the price, uh, you know, of land on Satoshi Island should be the most expensive real estate in the world. Uh, but at the end of the day, users will speak to to that. You know, that's that's wild. And um, so, how how does it work? So every every piece of land is 10, 10 deeds. So for you to own the whole one, you need to, you need to own ten of them. So. How, how does that work if, if I only wanted to buy one, for example? Am so I... what, what we wanted to do from the very beginning is we wanted to involve as many people as possible. And building a city on a private island isn't cheap, right? And the land on a city, you know, city on a private island that's going to be, uh, you know, powered by uh, cryptocurrency and built on blockchain shouldn't be cheap. So we thought, okay, so how do we try to involve as many people as possible. And instead of doing one NFT per full block of land, we fractionalize that into 10 pieces, which means that now you can get together with 10 of your mates, you know, or even 10 individuals that you don't know uh, and come together and create like a little cooperative and, and decide what you want to do with that one block of land, right? So when you buy one NFT, one landed NFT, it doesn't mean that you get a little piece of square meterage. It basically means that you have a 10% ownership with somebody else of this block. And what you do is before you convert into proper land with a geographical location, you get together with nine other people, nine other holders, and you guys have a chat. And of course, all the systems are going to be provided for you, little chat groups of uh, each area in the metaverse. You'll be able to run around and meet other holders and say, hey, what's your idea for it? What do you want to do? Do you want to build a little Airbnb? Do you want to live there maybe? Do like a little timeshare. What do you want to do? And you guys come together, discuss it, put together into a contract, and boom, that's how it goes forward. Wow. Okay. So if um, – okay. So what if – so would it be like a scheduling system in a sense where if I wanted to go from like Jan to Feb, so I wanted to be there for four weeks, but then there's like nine others, would I have to be like, okay, guys, I'm booking in this. Does anyone else want to come? Like how would that all work? It, it's complete. It's completely up to you. You know, it's completely up okay. to you know all, so all just of you. We need our own groups, and we have to talk it out. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. We have no involvement. This is complete democracy. Uh, in fact, if, if you have like, for example, three, and somebody else comes with seven, it doesn't matter. It's not. It doesn't work like that. It doesn't work based on how many he's got versus how many you have. It's a separate thing where you discuss it as a you know as a contractual obligation. Say, hey. You know, what do you reckon? You know, like you, you, you might say, hey, I would love to be there. I'm in Australia. I would love to be there January, February, whatever. It's completely up to you guys. Open table. You sit down, you discuss, and you make it work. Okay. Wow. That's crazy. And then, um, so how, like, how much does it cost um, to enter at the moment if I wanted to buy 10 to get my own a parcel of land? Uh, you, have to, you have to refer to OpenSea uh, for those answers. Uh, I think there's a total of seven areas. Some areas are more expensive than others. Why are they more expensive than others? I don't know. I think all of them should be valued at the same price because it doesn't matter whether you are, yeah, it doesn't matter whether you are <laughs> South Cliff or 
south coast you're on a you're on a bloody beautiful island so you know so at the moment the prices obviously you know set by the market they're not set by us uh, we think we should be the most expensive real estate in the world we believe that we will be the most expensive real estate in the world in the future so uh you know if i uh, not financial advice but uh sweep the floor if you can yeah <laughs> bloody oath even regardless like the way i'm looking at it is you know it's you've literally got a place that you can that you can go um whenever you like um and just kind of turn up and then you, you with this great community that's kind of all like similar minded where i'm looking even on a, on a level of you know there'll, there'll be people that i'll be able to network with um you know there'll be there'll be people yeah. that you know that that yeah, I can just meet and potentially do things with in business or it's a great place to go for holiday or just there's just so many like great benefits that um, that I'm just like, wow, this is this is amazing. So what's the what's the roadmap? So the first uh, when are the first people jumping up, uh, getting on the island and when what do you what do you think? What are the stages? That was a uh, that was a great summary. That was a great summary. And that's exactly what anyone who's involved with uh, this project is basically on that, on, on that same level, right? Um, so right now we are doing a resort opening end of the year, which is basically a normal small private VIP opening uh, where people can come and, and chill out and very casual setting, you know, enjoy yourself, enjoy the island, see what it's all about. Uh, mid next year, we are thinking to start... Uh, uh, obviously, domains can be located, uh, and after that, have some modules available to purchase, which means you're going to start looking at uh, buying your own home. Uh, and we're hoping by the end of the year, we're going to have something built here, so the homeowners will be able to come and uh, come into their own homes, so to speak. Wow! Uh, and we're thinking by the end of next year, there's no reason why the population's not going to start growing more and more. And you know, the entire project we think is going to be completed. In about three years' time, which is when, okay. which is when you know all the all the blocks of land are, are developed, and we have a conference center, and you can come and network with individuals, and we're going to have conferences and business meetings and events uh, and everything of that nature are happening here. Okay, that's that's um that's bloody brilliant. So even even in the meantime, like okay, so when you got the land, you you see so you bought the deed. You've got the land now. You've got to put. You've got to put the property on top. What do you, do you roughly know what the costs of all that's going to be? So at the moment, the modules are starting at about ninety thousand USD uh, for a yeah. single unit, and of course, those prices are not locked in yet because it depends on a uh, you know on the capacity of the factory. The more modules are going to be ordered, the better that price might be coming in at, uh, and then you have another other set of modules which is a sort of a smaller model which is more of your like a almost like a hotel room slash tiny little you know bedroom stay only starts at about sixty thousand dollars usd uh, and of course uh, that that price includes everything so that price will include uh, delivery installation and connection to all the utilities then we're not going to be charging anything more for actually coming uh, bringing your home in and uh, putting it into place so we will take care of all that all you have to do is buy the amount of modules that you like, have your block of land available or have a you know, co cooperative of people uh, come together and have a block of land available. Uh, so the costs will vary. But roughly speaking, 
between 200,000, 350,000, you should have yourself a nice holiday home or permanent residency on Satoshi Island. Okay. And then uh, like furniture and stuff like that, is that all, is that all external? Nothing, nothing comes in, in the, in the, no, home, no, right? we will include, we will include some of the standard furniture stuff as oh, well okay. uh, and everything and everything will be, you know, available to upgrade. Uh, so we're going to have nice catalogs. Uh, you'll, it will show you exactly what it comes with. And if you want to go a little bit more crazy and upgrade some of your things that you're getting as a standard, you'll doubt that feature will be available for you as well. Wow. That's crazy. And, um, even even to the extent of, uh, let's just say there are ten owners. Would that in the property that means everyone would just be uh, splitting it ten ways? I, I suppose so. Wow. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, that would be the best way. You just go ten ways. So if you want to upgrade and you if you want to have it like as a little side project that you rent out as an Airbnb, because don't forget we will have many many conferences and events on the island. Obviously, during those times, uh, who knows what kind of rent. You could be yielding from your property. So you can come together and really make your, you know, like even right now, if you jump on Airbnb and you see those real, really cool, quirky, you know, little tiny homestays or whatever, imagine, you know, and again, we will have those systems available for you. Imagine being able to rent out a Satoshi Island module uh, via one of our own marketplaces uh, as an Airbnb stay. So, you know, it's going to be a really cool system. Well, how's that? How, how is that going to work? So, if if we are to, to to lease it, then does that mean the person that's leasing they need a citizenship? The person they, who's leasing it, yeah, of course. Look, look again, I think uh, acquiring a citizenship NFT is not going to be an issue. Uh, we, like I think? said before, we do have to be one thousand of them available, and you're looking at permanent population of two thousand people, maybe, maybe, maybe you know, two to five thousand, let's say. So there's a lot well, of citizenship NFTs that are going to be circulating in the market. I would say. Well, the way I'm looking at it, and and I know this is not financial advice, and this is I'm just like thinking, which I'm sure you guys have thought about. But let's just say, touch like let's no, let's just say that the figure of the citizenship goes to a number in the five thousand US or or ten thousand. It goes into the five figures. Let's just say because it's it's so popular, like everybody just wants yeah. to be on this island. It's just popular. How, yeah. what, would, what would happen? I'm sure you guys have thought about it because how does that system work? Yeah. Now people are going to be looking at it like just even enter it's going to cost me this much and then I've got to pay all this money yeah. and I've got to fly there. So it becomes like a really expensive holiday. It's very exclusive, isn't it? It becomes very exclusive place only for those who are willing to spend the money, right? Really? But you know, you're saying that, in saying that right now, if you look at it, if you look at the systems that are in place and I think um, I've seen it, I can't recall of any names of the projects off the top of my head, but I've seen uh, some people working on rent out your NFT kind of thing. Yeah. You know, so yeah. maybe somebody will be clever enough to come up with some sort of DAP that allows you to uh, rent out your NFT over a certain period of time before it bounces back into your wallet, perhaps. But, uh, but otherwise, the place will just be extremely exclusive. And, uh, and again, the early community are going to benefit. Which is, yeah. uh, you, you know, yourself and everyone else who have taken this uh, this leap of faith with us. Yeah. Okay. That's crazy. Because, um, yeah. Because even I, I've seen those rent out systems where you know that becomes like a new rev, like becomes a if you can't use it, then it becomes a new revenue model or it's a, a new revenue stream for, for example, like Satoshi Island, the actual company, and for the uh, and for the holder. So I don't know. I think we'll uh, once.
give it give it five to ten years time when it probably becomes a problem. Well, <laughs> well, I think it'll be we're, something that you guys so have to deal early, with. We're so early. <laughs> so many new new tech things are going to come out, you know. So we probably won't even yeah. have any issues. It's like, yep. Oh, you know. You yeah, it's like just going to be whatever. Yeah, some of all the, or something. Of all the <laughs> yeah, of all the diamond hands, exclusive community of yeah. diamond hands, and nobody will be able to get their hands on the Satoshi Island citizenship NFT ever again. We'll see. Let's, oh, let's have, Mike, well, look. Uh, but, yeah, all, but this is the exciting part, right? The exciting part is that we are paving our own way. Like we have no idea what's going to happen. You know, all we can do is work hard make it happen for us, for ourselves and our community. Uh, and let's watch, you know, let's watch how this journey, uh, you know, gets created. Well, I, um, uh, Dennis, uh, 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 it's amazing to actually have connected because now uh, I see this, you guys are literally on the forefront of, of this new revolution of whatever's going on in this whole city landscape. I'm loving it. So now I, I'm glad that I'm, I'm really early and, I'd love to, man. I'd love to jump on the island. Uh, I think it's something we we definitely have to get going. Okay, I think so. I think so, especially for you because you're quite close. So the journey for you is going to be a little bit easier than some of our European and American counterparts. So uh, let's get through this holiday season uh, and early next year. Let's have a chat, and I'm sure you could uh, do an episode or two from the island. I would love that. I'd bloody love that. And what's the um, what's the what's the demographic? Is there like is there a lot more Australians, or are they all from America? Like, what do you what do you guys kind of kind of see so far? It's uh, it's it's been a huge mix. Uh, it really has been a huge mix. Lots of Aussies, uh, lots of Americans, um, quite a huge Asian holdings, and of course Europe as well. So um, you know, in true nature of decentralization, it's been a huge mix of everyone and uh and yeah only the time will tell okay that's crazy well dennis thank you so much for taking the time out to have a chat with me um where could just uh where could people find like yourself and, and satoshi island so start with the website uh of course be careful make sure you only click on official links only if you go to linktree forward slash satoshi island without the dash uh you will get uh, all the official links, uh, obviously the, uh, the marketplace for citizenship NFTs and the land deeds, etc. Uh, but our Discord, you know, .gg forward slash Satoshi Island has great load of amount of information about the project and where we're heading and what it's all about with a great community who are extremely helpful to all the new people who are coming in and learning. Uh, and of course, uh, our Telegram is always open, Satoshi Island chat. And we're always in there chatting and discussing and predicting the future as well. Oh yeah, I, uh, I jumped into your Discord. I, I think I clicked the I clicked the Telegram, but I think it sent me to. It was like more of an announcements page. So I I uh, there is there is two. So there's Satoshi Island News and Satoshi Island Chat. So just uh, make sure you I got to get into the, the chat. I, I I got stuck into yeah. the uh, into the group, and I was like, oh, I'll just join the Discord. So I'll get into the Telegram as well. But Dennis, thank you so much for taking the time out, and uh, it'll be it'll be great to fingers crossed meet you uh, on the island next year. I can't wait. Thank you very much.